This week, we'll be talking about all that happened at Gamescom 2022 from Lies of P to the weird Pokemon car, PlayStation making more movies from franchises you didn't expect. None of, none of us expected it. Will Disney sue Destiny 2 Lightfall for stealing their Buzz Lightyear logo? PlayStation hiking up their console prices everywhere but here, which is, you know, kind of nice for us, not for everyone else. Microsoft and Nintendo responds to the PlayStation 5 price increase. And we have game impressions for Apex Legends, Yakuza 0, and Genshin Impact Sumeru, Sumeru release. I messed that thing up so much, man. And more from Season 6, Episode 32 of Press X to Start Podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vatuals, a.k.a. Technati is not really that hard to say. I don't understand why everyone has such a problem with it. It's a whole Genshin Impact thing. A.K.A. Man, I really cannot say that word. Sumeru. Sumeru? Sumeru. I was just going through in my mm-hmm. head. Like, I was going to just, I was going to say it out loud, but I was like, no, am I saying it wrong? I think I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. Who else is here? I am Sean M.F. Ross. <laughs> what the MF stand for? That's not the movie Andy watched. <laughs> Lightyear can't be the movie that Andy watched. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Actually, I didn't see that movie. I I heard the feedback and I was like, mm, I think I'll I think I'll pass. Or it wasn't terrible. They just once again they decided to do a time travel story and that immediately fucks up the way your narrative works. Who would have thought? That's just that's just not. No man. Oh man. And last up, it's you. It's you. <laughs> That, that, that was him introducing himself. It's longer. Wait, what? We need him a soundboard. That's what we need. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, now you know who we are. Press X Start Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. There's a word in my head, and I just can't, like, What's the, okay, Sean? What's the name of the 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 car? Su- the car company? Subaru? 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 You're mixing Subaru with Sumaru? Yes, yes. I hate English. I hate English. Neither one of those words is English. That kid's about as sharp as a pound of wet leather. Do you have like a limited amount of space, and you're trying to like try to figure out they're battling for space up in your head? Are you yes. like ninety nine point nine percent full of water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, now that we've figured that all out, um, before we jump into the podcast, we have an announcement to make. We finally hit 100 subs on YouTube. Mm. Thank you so much to all of you people who subscribe to us and who believe in our dream of world domination. Now that we've hit 100, we're going for a million. So help us again. <laughs> Fuck 101. <laughs> hell with a thousand. Straight to a million. No, our we next goal is like our next goal is like 110. Like just just help us get to 110. <laughs> 101, man. Just one step at a time. <laughs> no, we're actually at 100. We're actually at 102. So look at that. Look at that. Look. Oh, look, look at, at us. You ask, you ask, and our 102 listeners, they do it. Bad they and bougie. <laughs> All right. Uh with that being said, I think I think it is time for us to jump 
into the quick hits. All right, there we go. Avery, take us into the quick hits. All right, cool beans. So I'm going to do my best to get us in and out. and <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, here for, <laughs> I'm not here for a short time. I'm here for a long time. Uh, so entering Avery Film Corner, which was supposed to be a joint segment between me and Marcus. God rest his soul. He got bitten both eyes by snakes. Uh, it's Terrible. a horrible thing. Went through his glasses, too. Went through his glasses. They, they came with him in his luggage from L.A. Like, they're San Francisco snakes. They came down from San Francisco hidden his luggage and bit him while he was currently in Maryland. So everyone in Maryland, watch out for snakes. They go over your eyes. Yeah. Anyway, here's a bunch of uh, video game and fucking film news and shit that's really cool that I wanted to talk about. Uh, number one, we got from uh, Kotaku that The Last of Us TV show sure looks like a video game. This is from Claire Jackson. So HBO had a big, uh, in the midst of the Warner Brothers HBO drama, uh, they had a uh, HBO Max, HBO fucking civil reel of all the content they've been working on. A lot of really cool stuff. But they ended it with The Last of Us, which got the premiere slot. And it's the first actual live action footage that we've seen. A bunch of recognizable scenes from the games. Uh, we got Bella Ramsey doing her Ellie. And then we got Pedro Pascal doing a chef's kiss pitch perfect. I'm going to do Joel personation, which is fantastic. What do you guys think of this footage? I did not like uh, Ella's voice. Bella, Ella, whatever. Oh, oh man. But I'm excited to uh, watch the movie, Hope, uh, show. Hopefully, uh, she changes my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, from what they showed, it was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is looking like it's going to be Last of Us. Oh, they also showed, like, a, a snippet of the um, one of the infected in, in the wall or something. Was, was it clicker? Yeah, clicker? Clicker in the wall. Yeah. I need to come back and watch it. Yeah, so I when I first saw it, I was just like, I, it, it, was, it was more so just like, what is that? But it was, I, I forget the actual stage in Last of Us, but like it was like kind of like fused into the wall or whatever. And I was like, oh, the final stage of the revolutionary cycle. Mimir? What he said? No, I don't. I don't. I'm joking. Don't know, I'm just. <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah. In other film news, uh, we got another of the PlayStation, Sony IPs beginning movie rights. Uh, this is from VGC. Sony's reportedly working on a Days God game. This is from Andy Robinson. Uh, yeah, they're working on a Days God game. Days Gone game. Uh, instead of James uh, yeah, well, I'm 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 trying to speak fast and it's fucking up my brain. Uh, instead of uh, uh, what's his name? Sam. Huck, oh, the uh, voice actor. Or the, yeah, instead, or, yeah. Uh, instead of getting uh, Sam. The voice actor from Days Gone also does the motion capture and the facial capture for that character. There, it looks like they're going for a Scottish actor named Sam Hugan, who's known for Outlander, to be Deacon St. John. Twitter was rightfully upset. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's, in a world, he's like, right that's there. So, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. He's right there. In a world in which we're not getting a Days Gone sequel and me generally liking that game, if not loving it, I'm okay with a movie adaptation of this franchise. But it's going to run into the same problem that Days Gone as a game franchise ran into is we have Last of Us at home situation uh, where, like, why would you play this game when you have Last of Us? Uh, and so why would you watch the show if you're, there's an HBO version on Last of Us? It's not a hero mm, there. Yeah. Yet, I so the, uh, the voice actor is Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam Witwer. There we go. Darth Maul. Yeah. There we go. He was Darth No. In the, oh. uh, in the Clone Wars, he does Darth Maul. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I know him from being human. I mean, I yes, think we exactly. all know him as being human, DJ. No, Sean, it's a show yeah. about a ghost, a werewolf, and a vampire all living a house together with a human. It's a U- American adaptation <laughs> of a really good UK show. 
that went off the rails. What it means is I watched the first season of that show, like the actors, and got like bored by the end of it because like, oh, this is just not as good as the UK show. Don't let the queen hear you say that. Next. Uh, next, we've got a deadline story. This is from um, Matt Grobar. Gravity Rush film based on PlayStation game in works from PlayStation Productions and Scott Free. And the Mastro attached to direct from Emily Jerome's script. These are a lot of words that means nothing to you unless you care for film. Scott, the only... Gravity Rush is not the property I would have picked out of obscurity to make a PlayStation production film. Uh, especially not a live-action PlayStation production film. That being said, nice. Scott Free is really Scott's company, which means really Scott is involved in some manner. And mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel about the content of Ridley films, that man knows how to like direct a vista and world. And so I'm going in with the hopes that regardless of what this film is, it's going to look great. Okay. Yeah, it it being Gravity Rush, as Avery said, like you know, you, you definitely wouldn't have guessed like that would be the thing to do. But those who don't know what Gravity Rush is, it is a I don't I never played it, but I got this trailer so you can see what it's about. Like, yeah, it's I crazy. Need to play, it, I need to play the first game again. It's an Asian influenced superhero game in which you have the ability to manipulate gravity. Yeah. So like you're going up walls like gravity is flipping all around. And like if they can capture that on screen, that will be insane. Like that would be so, so cool. But again, like this was something that I just I would have not guessed them going for Gravity Rush, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. In more video game IP nonsense, we have a story from Eurogamer. This is from Matt Wales. Netflix's live action Bioshock movie will be helmed by I Am Legend director, uh, with the Blade Runner twenty forty nine writer also on board. Okay, so a couple things here. What I like, Blade Runner twenty forty nine writer. That movie is a fantastic movie, and he's not mm-hmm. the reason it's too long. Uh, <laughs> but then we get into the negative column. Two, I Am Legend director. I am I Legend is a, it's an, it's a good, it's a great movie, but it's a movie yeah. from like 10, 15 years ago. I don't think it's yeah. the movie you use to advertise yeah. what this director's style and theme is going to be, and especially the way that movies have uh, evolved. And three, negative, Netflix. And you'll figure out... <laughs> And you'll understand why I count that as a negative as we go on. But wait, wait, real quick. I I do like that they're pinging the I Am Legend uh, director because I feel like you can pull a lot of elements from that in terms of, um, you know, this main character having to deal with being by themselves the entire time with, like, the threat of this enemy that is, like somewhat intelligent like always just you know having to basically having to survive and deal with like okay well i have to make sure that i do this stuff before this time because the enemies will be out or whatever like i i i think that's cool but yeah you are right that i am legend came out like 10 years ago yeah. so it's but, like yeah. all right like i think michael green the director in question is a good director he made mm-hmm. he made one of my favorite dc films constantine uh, and oh, oh, but, he, like but he's also been caught up in I don't Catching Fire, the second Hunger Games movie, or the doesn't matter. It, it does <laughs> like it's one of his most recent credits, so it's like it's it's a whole it's a oh. whole yeah. Okay. So okay. in our next Netflix news, this is a weird one. This is directly from Netflix's too dumb platform. I have no idea what that is. Whatever it's their it's official Netflix. Oh. Uh, this is uh, from Ariano Romero 
Umbrella Academy to power up for a fourth and final season. This means absolutely nothing to video games until you look into the uh, fine print and they reveal that the creative on the Umbrella Academy is one of the people that's being tapped for the Horizon Zero Dawn adaptation. They also went on to clarify, hey, Aloy is going to be in this show. Huh? Yeah. Wait, in... In, in this Horizon show, Aloy will be in it. Wait, this is the same show that they were talking about is at the the start of the whole Horizon stuff, right? That's what we assumed based on things that had been talked about. They never really clarify what this show is actually going to be. We all just right. took basic information that was extrapolated from like things they talked about and said, oh, this is probably what the show is going to be. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. realistically, what we hope the show is going to be. Because yeah. our final story is... From Deadline, this is from Nelly Andreva. Resident Evil series canceled by Netflix after one season. Now, I brought up all of this because I've, I've talked a lot of shit about Netflix, and this is the reason why I'm talking a lot of shit about Netflix. <laughs> and why I'm not excited for the Final uh, Shock movie, nor am I excited for this Horizon show anymore. We're going to get one season of Horizon. Not even we're going to get one season. We're going to get one season of Horizon, and we deserve to get one season of Horizon. We're not going to get a situation where, like, oh, man, the show is the best thing in the world. Oh, we only got one season. But that show is like... How do we cheap out on making this world look like that game <laughs> on a Netflix budget? Man, <sighs> give it to some YouTubers. Give them the fucking what's that? Halo Forge, GTA video creator shit. Oh, let them go at it. Let them go at it with that shit. I don't want to see that. I think they do a better job than Netflix. So, okay. So, uh, who on this cast have seen? The Resident Evil show that got canceled. Did you see it, Sean? I mean, I don't know well, why I asked the question that way. It, it should have just been Sean. Did you see? <laughs> what's the purpose? It was canceled. Like, why so, get invested in a show that I know will never be? <laughs> so I watched it. I watched. I think. I think I got two episodes in. Yeah, I got two episodes in, and I was like, "All right, I'll go back to this show." Never got back to the show. I got to the point where I actually forgot that I watched the show until Avery said something, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did see that. How long was it I, on before they canceled it? Oh, it was months. It's a Netflix months. show, so like it's been out for maybe two to three months at this time. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not surprised that it was canceled. Uh, the stuff that I saw from the show was fine. It was interesting, but it wasn't interesting comparing to all that I know of Resident Evil. And I don't know much about Resident Evil, but from what I know and watching the show, it's like, this show shouldn't be called Resident Evil. Well, the, the issue I have, I'm, I didn't watch the show. I'll, mm -hmm. uh, so what I say here, if you're a big fan of the show, I apologize. I don't have the knowledge to really criticize and talk about it, but I have what I, I extrapolate a lot from these conversations around the show. So that being said, the show wanted to be Walking Dead. In an era where Walking yes. Dead is yes. no longer a pop culture phenomenon, but they want to sell yes. it with the uh, the IP of Resident Evil. And the weird thing I have about the entire development of the show is that it's canon to the games. We were like, yeah. what are they talking about? All everything that happened in the games have happened, and everything from there just sounds like weird fan fiction to justify their Walking Dead situation. But shout out to Ella Belinsky, still a big fan of you. You can only get W's, Queen. Uh, moving on. <laughs> This just is upsetting because uh, I fear for uh, Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, you you would have feared for that the minute it got announced. I mean, I did, <laughs> but then I heard the original creators were involved, but then they bounced out, and it's just like, 
Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, before we talk about Destiny 2 Lightfall and will will Disney actually sue them because of the whole Buzz Lightyear uh, logo rip? Hey there. I always start this with hey there. Um, what up, dog? <laughs> anyway, <Anyways>. now, dog. <laughs> yeah, if you're watching us and you're enjoying what we're doing, we would appreciate if you would to hit the like button, if you were to hit the subscribe button and hit that notification bell. Because if you do those three things, you will keep us going. And as you've done before in the past, you've got us to 100 subscribers plus some on YouTube. So keep it trucking. Uh, make more dummy accounts if you have. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, if you do, don't tell us because that would be bad. That would be bad, right? If they told us. Also, don't mess with Texas. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Did this podcast change? Okay. No worries. Um... Yeah, so once you do those three things, that'd be great, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Also, you can pause this podcast if you are listening. If you're not listening, don't pause the podcast, because that's terrible. But if you're listening, pause the podcast and leave us a review, because we'd really, really appreciate that, and that will also help our numbers on the podcast services that you're using and that your friends are using. And again, if your friends aren't listening to our podcast, tell them about our podcast. Get them listening, and we'll give you a gold star if you do that. Maybe. Um... Yeah, so, you know, do that. Keep listening, and, and we greatly appreciate it. So thank you. Now, Avery. Yes. What happened in Destiny 2? Something happened? I, so in a weird turn of event, like, I haven't played Destiny since uh, the ra the original Rage for Vanilla Destiny 2 came out. That's when me and all the original Press X to Start guys jumped in, tried to play that raid. Rage quit because it was both hard and people were trolling and just never went back to Destiny 2. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah Destiny that. has evolved into this weird free-to-play, multiple expansion type of game that is now owned by PlayStation. And on the same day as Jeff Keighley's opening night live, they had a Destiny uh, event. And I joked with DJ uh, after this because we both were, to a certain extent, live watching it. This is a better event than opening night live. And I, yeah. I, which is sad because it was only focusing on one game that neither of us really play right now. Yeah. Wait, who plays, who plays Destiny? Not now. Not, not anymore. Yeah. Uh oh. I, I did an entire spiel about why we about about it. But moving on. <laughs> so they showed off Destiny 2 Lightfall, uh, their new expansion, where they showed off a new location. They talked about a bunch of uh, changes to the game, including a full rework of the arc power. Then they also revealed that they're adding a four, no, fifth new subclass to Destiny. It called Strand, which allows everyone to uh, give everyone a base, like grappling hook ability, which apparently is going to work a lot in the verticality of this new location. And also gives everyone new powers. Fun fact is that when they were developing Strand, they were originally making it for the Hunter subclass. And then they realized, oh man, this is way too cool. People are gonna be so upset if Hunters can grapple around the map like this. We should probably put this on every character. So once again, Hunters, the best characters in Destiny. I should have made Double the Strand class let you deliver packages. Anyway. <laughs> and last week, we also talked about the end of the episode that there was a Fortnite integration into Destiny. Uh, it was actually a lot bigger than we originally thought. Um, phrasing. So uh, they revealed that there were three skins, well, not even skins, armors based on Fortnite characters in Destiny 2. The hunter gets, I want to say, uh, a, a Mega, which is a Fortnite skin. The uh, 
Warlock gets uh, Drift, and the Titan gets the Black Knight. And once again, which we, uh, we talked about last year, those armors are sick. They also talked about Destiny. This integration is coming, however, because Destiny 2 is now going to be on the Epic Game Store, and a bunch of Epic games now have Destiny content in them. So Fall Guys have Destiny content in it. Probably uh, uh, Rocket League is going to have Destiny content in. And then bigger yet, Fortnite is going to have a Destiny uh, inclusion in there. And they put uh, yeah. a Core Ray, uh, Zavala, and the Stranger, because Kate is dead, in there as uh, downloadable skins. Such a dumb move. So They should have put Kate 6 in there. Like, they should have just did it. Like, we have more experience with Kate 6 and the Stranger. And, like, that's just that's annoying. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, continue. Oh. Um, yeah, I think what they showed was really cool for uh, Lightfall. I thought that was interesting. At the end of the trailer, they showed the logo. The logo looked a lot like the Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear movie logo. And it's like, come on. Like, really? Like, this is, this is, like, it's really, really close. It's close to the point where it's like Disney might, like, raise an eye. But, um, yeah, I think what they show is really cool. The new big baddie in this is The Witness and like, well, in Destiny. The Witness is a big baddie. Like, something we talked about is that they're not adding new uh, factions. So they we're just fighting the Rhino people again, uh, the Legion. Yeah the, yeah, the Legion, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. the Legion again, except now they have uh, Darkness-inspired powers, and they're sponsored by The Witness. Right, right, right. Who is a so, character they revealed in the last couple of expansions. Yeah, yeah. So the way that it works is at the end of um, one of the bigger expansions for Destiny 2, like you get a cut to like space and you see these triangle things kind of come out of space. You're like, oh my God, what is that? And it's like, oh, it's the darkness. Like, oh my God, the darkness is finally coming. Oh, crazy. And then now you see like basically this witness guy is like the the head of all those like triangle ships and stuff. And he has essentially like partnered up with the legion as his army and then there's also a there's a new enemy type that's the inquisitor i think that that's what the name is and like it has other abilities whatever i think overall this trailer is really cool it feels like destiny meets 80s and it's it doesn't like, look like destiny to me yeah exactly and it's like all right that's cool this city is like in i think it's in neptune or something and yeah. it was like a hit. Yeah, okay. So it was like a hidden city that was at this point undiscovered Cabal, not by the legion. not the legion. The you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So um, yeah. So this city is like it was. It was hidden in uh, whatever the dark side of Neptune. So they didn't know about it until just now. And it's like, all right. So basically, this city is Wakanda. Like that's what you're telling us. And then choop, choop, choop. this this city had their own version of the Guardians. That like there is a bunch of like names for those i don't remember the names if you're really interested in destiny 2 like you probably already know this stuff but if you are interested in destiny 2 and don't know this definitely check out the bungie um show of this like it was really good we thought of course like this was better than what gamescom had which is kind of sad to say when like you know this is just one developer doing a thing and gamescom was a two-hour almost nightmare but um yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Really cool. Great yeah, showing for them. Yeah. My, um, my last two thoughts about this before we move on is, A, I tried my hardest to get DJ to come back to Destiny 2 so we can play this game together. That was the only way I was going to play this game again because the game still... We, I didn't quit it because the game was bad. I just quit it because I got bored of the grind and other things. I wanted yeah. to do other things. Uh, yeah. And two, 
I just lose my train of thought. Fuck me, dude. No, I, I can I can jump in. Um, so one of the big things they had with this is that for the week that the show dropped, all of the DLC for Destiny Two was going to be free to play, mm. which was awesome. But by the time you're hearing this, it's already a week past. So sorry about that. But um, that's cool. But like, it it is. I would I would probably say like if you're starting from zero, it is really hard to get through all that DLC in a week. Like it's a lot of content. Um, my last train of thought is yeah, PlayStation bought. Bungie. Bungie's not oh, yeah. a part of PlayStation Studios, but they're owned by Sony, and it was really interesting to watch this entire thing and not see a single lick of Sony representation, any Sony bonus content. It's very interesting that the deal that those two groups had when they came together was really about Bungie's autonomy versus as them as a game developer. So the idea yeah. that they might go on and make games for other consoles is probably still a real thing that can happen because other Sony entertainment studios do that shit all the time. Uh, and more credence into the, they didn't buy them for Bungie as a game producer. They bought them for Bungie's video game uh, uh, live experience. service experience and see how that integrates to other PlayStation games. Right. For sure. Okay. So our final story is a fucking massive story of a multiple things. I'm going to wrap up into a lot of concise points. So strap in with me. I'm going to lose my train of thought on multiple occasions. I apologize. I'm working on borrow time. I'm dying here. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't eaten and recording this. We were recording oh. this relatively early to now. So I'm, I'm on fumes right now. Okay, our first story is from VGC. It's from Tom Ivan. Xbox boss expects console demand to outstrip, outstrip supply this holiday season. I normally mm-hmm. don't give a shit about the, like, uh, the CEO interviews where they just, someone interviews them, ask them a bunch of questions, and they yeah. say a bunch of random stuff that has no real bearing to actual concise shit that's happening right now. But this actually matters to our next couple of stories, which I'm all wrapping into this. So yeah, he says console uh, demands are stripped supply this season. He's pretty much telling you, hey guys, if you're still trying to look for consoles, it's still going to be hard. The things haven't changed and it's going to be difficult for us. This Mm. folds into our next story, which is directly from the PlayStation blog. Uh, This is from Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. PS5 price to increase in select markets due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. So if you are in Europe, UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada, which are the pretty much all the major markets for PlayStation, a PlayStation 5 with an ultra-high Blu-ray disc, so the disc version, and the PS5 Digital Edition are both going to be raised about $50 US. So it's like 10%. Yeah. Uh... Higher various inflation. Jim Ryan yeah. has gone on to explain that, like, hey, the pandemic is still difficult for us, and economic changes have made us need to uh, raise the price of this console in order to continue selling it in our current state. Uh, and I don't think I've ever been this angry about a PlayStation decision in my entire life. Yeah, like I like, normally, yeah, yeah, I normally don't give a shit about most quote-unquote anti-consumer PlayStation uh, decisions because a it personally doesn't affect me and I'm poor with everything and B it's not that big a deal in the long run. But mm. when you continue to make these decisions over and over and over and over again, and you make a decision like this, it is a death of a thousand cuts with your console. Uh, I understand the reason why they would do this economically based on everything that's happening yeah. in the world. It makes sense. It doesn't stop it being shitty. And what really annoys me the most is, Okay, bet. You've risen the price by $50. Okay, put in more value into that console with maybe the digital things that are infinite that you own. 
Like, how hard would it have been to, I bet, six months of PlayStation Plus Premium with these consoles yeah. for, the, for the time being? So at least yeah. there is a value proposition to make this make sense because the issue I generally have with all this going on, and I'll let you guys talk afterwards, I apologize, because I've been steaming on this for a fucking full week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Is that it? It's, it's, it, it just <laughs> creams of tone deafness mm, mm, and, like, mm. and a lack of transparency. Like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, Avery Williams, if they gave me this information and I was still in the uh, market for a PS5, I would have been like, I bet. Why are you ranking? <laughs> <Right. laughs> At no point in this did he give a transparent answer of why the reason is a transparent price and why you're picking these countries. Markets. Yeah. Yeah. Why these markets? Because like, if I was one of these markets, I'd be like, oh, the places just doesn't give a shit about us because they didn't raise the price in the U.S. Yeah. That, that's... It's. I think uh, they they charge yeah, what the market will bear, and the U.S. the optics are just more visible here. I feel, and Microsoft can't raise the price because they're still sitting on the shelves. I'm looking right now, and I see one, two. I can go pick one up right now, and yeah. I'm looking on Best Buy's website and. The next ten closest stores, I could go pick one up right now. You can't do that with yeah. PlayStation. It's, so, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. I said it. I said this at this point years ago. I guess yeah, years ago, when I was like, "Man, these moves that are being made for PlayStation feels like big PlayStation Three vibes." And guess what? It is back. It is back. This is bullshit. Because the only reason why they're not raising the price in the U.S. is because of the fact that U.S. is so vocal on the Internet that it would just be such a problem for them to deal with. And they are raising it in the other territories because they know that, like, all right, yeah, they're going to make a they're going to be mad about it, but it's not going to be as bad if we did it in the U.S. Like, that's the only reason. And it is it is so annoying because even as Avery said, like there is no clear reason as to why they did it. They said, yeah, and you know, inflation's been hard on us, but yeah, inflation's hard on everyone. It's hard on us too. Like, what the fuck? They, like, they're, probably, so, they're, they're probably like, just not willing to take the amount of loss that it would be with the well, inflation and what's well, going that's on. That's the thing, Sean. Then explain that because, like, my idea yeah, of what is happening is it. that hey, we can't buy the chips required to build these consoles at the prices that we're selling them at. So we're raising the prices so that we can afford to continue to sell these consoles in the same amount and or more than we can, which is a yeah. simple and understanding thing to do. But instead, we got a bunch of business flim flam about raising markets and uh, economic inflation and all that. And not like the probably the transparent reason that people would generally understand. Couple that with like, ah, oh, it's, it's fucking crazy. The thing is like. They were transparent with us when it came to the chip shortage. And they said, okay, look, like, you know, the supply chain is a problem. So we're not going to be able to get the consoles out as, you know, as best as we would like. So, you know, supplies are going to be limited. And it's like, all right, we get that. We understand. Like, the fact that it's just like, yeah, you know, it's kind of tough for us. What exactly is tough for us? The only saving grace of this entire stupid announcement is it's going to force a lot more people who are dead on getting a PlayStation to just get a discless digital version. Because if the they can find version, it, though. Yeah. That's the problem, yeah. Because yeah. I the wanted the discless version, version, and I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And, like, 
from the the news and stuff that I've seen, like I haven't seen anything about, oh yeah, we're increasing the supply to the distance version. And the distance version is cheaper. So it's like there's no reason for them to increase the supply of the distance version because they're they're essentially gonna lose. It's both cheaper and better than the competition alternative, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So this story wrapped into another two-part story uh, that furthers this trend. This is from Kotaku. Uh, this is from Zach Swithin. Despite PS5 price hike, Microsoft and Nintendo won't be raising console prices for now. Both for uh, now. when yeah, uh, when places and news happen, journalists doing journalist things reached out to both Microsoft and Nintendo and asked them, hey, are you also going to raise these prices? Because PlayStation wouldn't do this if they didn't know about the economics of this. And Microsoft, who frankly doesn't give a shit about consoles because they want you to get into Game Pass, no. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to raise anything. They got money to throw, right? Yeah, and they've got the Microsoft money to throw and, and burn. And Nintendo mm-hmm. is continuing on this N- with N- hype train. Nintendo was already making a profit from day yeah. one. There's no yeah. need to raise prices. Yeah. So the thing about Nintendo, which I actually heard this from Jeff Grubb, and I was like, oh, that's actually interesting. They they kind of got away with a price increase by releasing the OLED version, yeah, the o- OLED version, and it's like. They they raised it by fifty dollars, so that's kind of the essentially that's kind of the base model that they're like pushing forward now. So in a way, they were able to get away with the price increase, but without it being a news story. Other than like, oh look, you get a better screen, and like, yeah, huh, cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this whole price thing. Yeah, Microsoft and Nintendo are like, yeah, we're not raising anything now. Like, why would we? That's stupid. We'll wait till Sony does this and see if it works or not. <laughs> <laughs> if it works, then yeah, we'll we'll you know we'll raise our stuff too. But man, yeah, this is. And crazy. then the third part of this story, and the last bit of things that I all tie into one giant story. This is from VGC. This is from Tom Ivan. Analyst predicts PS5 price increase will have minimal impact on sales. So here is the secret rub behind this. I am pissed right now about this. Next week, I won't be pissed. And I will be playing games <laughs> on PlayStation 5. I'll be playing The Last of Us Part 1. I'll be, I won't even be thinking about this. And based on analysts, uh, and peer analysts believe Sony won't revive its sales forecast because of pent-up demand. The flippant thing I talked about when we first heard this story in our chat was people are going to be pissed about this now, but a week later, no one's going to give a shit about this. And people are just going to keep buying PlayStation 5, which analysts predict is going to be the trend, which yep. makes it interesting if there's no way Sony would have made this decision if they didn't already have the projections about how much ground they were willing to lose. And it seems to be not that much. And there's going to be no change to their forecast and everything like that. Uh, so, yeah, we're all pissed. We're all angry at a stupid PlayStation decision. But apparently it doesn't matter. People are going to just buy PlayStation 5s because why wouldn't you? Yeah, like when Last of Us Remake comes out, is this like people can be like, yeah, can I pay $60 to get the console think, and the yeah, game? Like, yeah, like, or $60 extra? Like, the card in Sony's back pocket that allows them to make a move like this and not think of the consequences really is that their games are just fire. And they have a lineup that is just fire that people are super yeah. interested in, uh, in anticipating. Yeah. And if they keep up this pace, like this is a perfect opportunity. We gave bad news to put out a PlayStation Showcase to show, hey man, if you're deciding not to get a PlayStation, here's a list of games we're making in 2023 and beyond that'll make yeah. you reconsider. And like exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. They they know like the annoying part is that they know exactly what they're doing. Like they see their forecast and they're like, yeah, we're gonna raise this. They're gonna be mad, but like 
not everyone has a PS5, so there's going to still be people out there wanting a PS5. And yes, $50 more, but at this point, you know, they've probably saved that extra $50 just for the fact that they've been waiting so long to get this console. So it's not going to be that big of a rub for us. Yeah, that is the point that anyone who has a $500 right now to buy a PlayStation can easily wait another paycheck and be like, all right, here's $50 more if I really wanted a PlayStation. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And especially like seeing how like if you were to get a PS5 in other means, you're going to be paying way more than that. Oh, dude, I paid $800 for my PlayStation 5. See, there you go. There you go. Because the only way I could get one was a, a GameSpot bundle that included the Spider-Man, a Call of Duty game, and an extra controller. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. sold the Call of Duty game. Yes, we didn't. We didn't talk about the um, the Elite controller for in Gamescom in Sony showed. Yeah, oh, yeah so they Sony. they showed. Yeah, Sony. Okay. Every time they get a really good news, it immediately ruined with bad news. But yeah, <laughs> that was the the controller's bad news. The the price increase of the oh. console. Like the day, uh, pretty much the day after they revealed the PlayStation Five Elite controller, which yeah, I've been willing. I'm probably gonna have to sell my PlayStation Five to afford picking up. They increased the price. Oh, 100 for fucking percent. I love Man. the Dual Sense, and you're telling me I get a Dual Sense with better buttons, better triggers that is moddable and has back buttons. That I don't need to buy an attachment to utilize. They're just in the controller. The only yes, the, the only thing they haven't talked about. Which I'm just I'm assuming is just going to be part of the course. Is is it's going to have a better battery life? Yeah, Hopefully. yeah, that's the hope. That's the hope. The reality is they're they're shoving way more technology into the dual sense, which is already a monster of a controller. There's no way it's going to have a better battery life. Yeah, yeah. Like I, the fact that you can pull out the analog sticks if it gets drift. Oh my god! Like I, like I am on right now. I'm on my second controller. But right now, my second controller has drift in the left thumbstick, and I'm just like dealing with it for right now. And hey, I, hey, I hey. just do what so I do. Happy. What do you? What do you do? Oh, he's. Like, I'm, I'm gonna say it because he's already told me this story. Oh. He goes back. He goes to a store and sells it back, used, and uses that profit to buy a cheap, cheaper, brand new controller on discount. Actually, no. What I did now is uh, just go buy another controller with the same color at a uh, Best Buy with the Geek Squad protection. Just wait a few months and trade that one in for a new one. Now you got two fresh controllers. Wow. Because <laughs> I mean, the, their Geek Squad protection covers stick drift. Fucking diabolical. Wow. That is like, that's, that's, you know what, Sean, you're amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm normally one to shit on, not shit on, but like frown on Sean semi legal behavior in terms of, in terms of, but that is genius. Like fuck Best Buy for having a a fucking a stupid production Yo. plan that's biting them in the ass. <laughs> that's that is amazing. And GameStop oh, has something similar as well. So I mean, hey. Oh, trust me, GameStop. You can't go five feet into GameStop without them. Hey, you wanna get a protection plan on this? Right. Like, no, it's a plushie. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, that that's it for our quick hits. We we did it, guys. All right. Um. Before we jump into what we have been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Hey there. Have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. 
Check out pressxnumber2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. What is up, y'all? We are back, and we are going to be talking about the games we have been playing. So, uh, Sean, Avery, I'm 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 attaching Avery this because I'm pretty sure he's going to say something about it. But uh, Sean, you've been playing Apex Legends. Yeah, I have only been playing ranked since the season started. I think. I think okay, I got to okay. go look at my I got to go look at my thing. But I've been playing a lot of ranked. I'm finally. I think this is the first time I hit platinum. I think it's like uh, they added a new rookie. Didn't you hit platinum uh, a couple seasons ago? Maybe. I, I feel like I did. I'm going to look through it again. I 100% did. Cause we, I had the screenshots on my phone of you saying I hit platinum. Solo queue. Oh, okay. Well, then second time I hit platinum. But this time I'm actually taking it seriously because I pretty much have only played ranked this time. I, I think a couple seasons ago it was easier to hit platinum. So... Well, it's either this season to hit platinum because they've broken all the rank stuff where, like, there's no cap to the amount of points you get for playing. And at lower levels, it's less forgivable to lose points. Like, if you have an average game and you win with, like, five kills, you're not getting, like, what we all used to get, like, 190. You're probably going to get, like, somewhere between 300 plus. I'm getting 200-something, 300-something, yeah, but it's still rough with... I've been solo queuing, so... Half the time, I'll get people who want a hot drop and just right in the middle of the action, and there are no guns, and it's just like, all right, I guess. And then there are times where I get, like, um, a duo squad in ranked. Silly shit like that. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. A I'm duo squad it. is like a squad of two people? Duo yeah, it's supposed to be game, three. Yeah, where the game glitches out, and instead of getting a third, you just get another person. But yeah. I think the game is, the, they've recognized oh, this glitch oh, enough to put a failsafe in that you won't lose. You don't any, lose, yeah. You won't lose RP okay. for anything that happens. Yeah. So if that happens to yeah. me, I just hot drop and try and die as quick as possible. Oh, okay. So I either get a shit ton of RP for getting a lot of kills early on, or I die and lose nothing and get back into the queue faster. I guess, yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, no, nothing is more boring than starting a game with two people and then having to rat your way to the very end to actually get points. I mean, I've won with that, though, a couple times. So, I mean... I mean, there's a difference between, like, having three, losing someone, and then having to rat your way through. Then, like, oh, we started this two. Let's go hide in the corner of the map uh, until we're not getting negative points. Well, no, I I have just strategically taken fights with a duo. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it, though. I'm having fun. And then I started Yakuza 0. I'm also playing Apex Legends. Yeah. So <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead, Avery. Go ahead, Avery. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Avery. When the fuck are you playing Apex Legends? I don't see your ass online. <laughs> a, I'm not playing ranked, and I'm not playing when Kings Canyon is in the uh mm. rotation. So it's like oh, if I'm playing, it's super rare and super sporadic because fuck Kings Canyon. Stop bringing that map back. I'm not gonna play it for ranked. I keep t- like it's not it's not gonna happen. I am tired of this map. You can't make this map good. <laughs> the player base has is King's Canyon the original map? Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's third party city. Third and fourth and fifth and sixth. The player base has outgrown it. It's one of the <laughs> smaller maps in the game. And it's like Chad's awful loot all around, unless you land in a 
brand new location and you gotta fight 20 people to get the scraps all of that high tier loot the issue yeah. dj is that initially it was easy for people to third party because you could just hear everything and every poi was so close and now that issue has been exacerbated because they've added so many different movement legends that could just mm. dip and, oh, and, and, don't me, and don't get me started on the charge towers which hey if you love running ash wraith or no ash revenant or Octane Revenant, it's just like free push city on this bitch. <laughs> you land, you land uh, a fucking air base, you hit the charge tower, and you immediately a uh, third party containment or, or uh, the water farms above that yeah. area. It's just like so dumb. I hate this man. <laughs> I'm still enjoying it. I don't care. I'm having my fun. All right, so you've been playing, you've been playing Apex too, Avery? Yeah, I've been playing it. Uh, my views on Vantage have changed. I still don't think she's a meta legend in that you like, like, oh, you're gonna. I see her being used a lot in rank, my guy. Because my thing is, she's better. Mm. She's a better Pathfinder, and that's the thing. Pathfinder mm. was always great as a fragging legend in that you could crack someone and then fucking zip halfway across the map and land on top the of them really too fast that they can hit you and just like insta kill them with a shotgun. You can do similar things with Vantage, except with her rifle, which is still, it's not a Kraber, but it's still dummy strong. But I'm just saying like a team composition, her utility isn't that great for survivability as a team. It's pretty yeah. good for like fragging. And as the game has gotten more aggressive, I think she can find a place in the meta as a recon legend. I still probably wouldn't, I still wouldn't be like, oh man, you gotta be running Vantage this season. Yeah. So I mean, what, yeah. what's her, abilities you said so she has her kit movement ability. is her passive is if she aims down sights i think with no gun as that as weird as that sound or she uses a, a gun with a 2x or 3x and higher she will tell you the team's composition that she's aiming at and like what level those shields have so if she aims mm. at somebody it'll say a full team of three purple shields or something like that I see. which is fantastic information to know early game when you're like mm. trying to decide whether to take fights and stuff uh, and right. then her tactical ability is that she has this bird. Well, she has this little bat named Echo that she can position to any point in the map within, I think, 75 meters. And then she can reposition to wherever Echo is uh, stuck. As long as she can see it line of sight. Yeah, as long as line of sight, she can reposition to wherever Echo is located. And she gets a double jump during that movement. So she can get some, some really, really good verticality and movement over a long period of time, which is really ideal with her ultimate, which is a five bullet sniper rifle that when she hits someone, the next shot of Doubles you some and shit. your entire party on that target is doubled. Well, the party gets a Whoa. 25% increase, a 20% increase, but yeah. still. So, yeah. So like in the hands of a cracked sniper or someone who is, say, a Sweet Dreams, who is really good with the Kraber, or like a member of Team Liquid who just runs sniper rifles, she can be a really great synergy character if you're playing long range. But in terms of like long-term survivability, her kid is entirely selfish. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't if they team fire you, you, your ass is grass though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Also is, I'm going to catch shit for this, but I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one to fucking say it. She needs fortified. I don't <laughs> understand why they created a legend that big and then didn't give it fortified. What is Fortified? Fortified is a, a, a passive that uh, makes a legend take 25% less damage, and they put that in the game to deal with the hitboxes of, say, Gibraltar and Caustic and Newcastle, who have larger hitboxes and are just easier to shoot. Mm, okay, okay. 
she is the biggest female character in the game, and I get the idea of like uh, uh, teenage girl. Uh, <laughs> Insert Game uh, of Thrones. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> Never mind. And I get the I get the urge to want to like break the mold in terms of like female body types, but just give her fortified. If you gave this character fortified, I would say instantly she's a meta pick. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, as I started to say, I was playing Yakuza Zero. Was. I think Yakuza Zero was released on PlayStation Four, right? Like only. Yeah. It was an original game. It wasn't like one of the. Uh, it's also on no. PC as well. Yakuza Zero wasn't released on the PS4 generation, John. You, were you okay? So you get what I'm saying. For the life of me, why does this game not have autosave? I played a good hour and some change of this fucking game, and then I don't know if I put my PS4, PS5 in rest mode or went to another. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Went back to it. I went to go to continue game, and it's like there's no game save file. I'm like, what the fuck. Uh... So this was a week or two ago, and I just have not touched it again. I, I want to. I'm oh, no, Sean, I was incorrect. It's a PlayStation 3 game that was also released on the PlayStation 4. They had autosave oh. during the PS3 era. They had hard drives. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't touched the game again since. I want to, but uh, that was kind of uh, discouraging. So Yeah, so I, I grabbed the clip of Yakuza 0. Uh, I guess on PC, and I don't know what I'm watching exactly. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. And move walks so right. yeah, can run. That's what you're watching. <laughs> oh my god! And 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 yeah. the fighting is kind of a uh, stiff. Did they, does Sega have? Am I thinking of uh, Shenmue? Maybe. Yeah, Shenmue is also Sega. It has yeah. the virtual fighter fucking fight uh, fighting like uh... the of its fighting system in it. All right, that's all right. unfortunate. I get it. Yeah, I don't quite. I hope it improved. I hope it got more fluid. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't yeah. quite enjoy it in this game. So what what I've done so far. So isn't Yakuza Zero considered a prequel to the Yakuza it is, series? It is the right? prequel. It is the the yeah, canonically. That's why I started there. It's actually canonically the second game in the Yakuza franchise because there's a fucking mm-hmm. like Edo period uh like prequel of like like oh, old yeah. old Yakuza, but like this is the uh first canonical story in the Dragon storyline. Okay. Mm. Okay. I mean, did you have a good time playing it when you were playing it, though, Sean? Oh yeah, we went all over the place. It was a fighting game. It was a uh, rhythm music game at one point. Uh, <laughs> did you get to my favorite part of the Yakuza games, the host clubs? I literally Where, played like an hour and a half of it. An hour. Unfortunate. Where the Yakuza <laughs> games have so brazenly just decided to get Japanese female porn stars <laughs> to just be in their games. Wow. <laughs> money. Money's money, man. <laughs> Oh my god. That's got it crazy. All right. Um so I guess I am up. Um as I said a few podcasts ago, I was going to talk more about Sumeru. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say that fucking word. Uh Sumeru. I was going to talk more about Sumeru when it dropped in Genshin Impact and it has dropped. Um it is a breath of fresh air playing this new world and i it's one of those things where they've introduced so many new things into this section of the game where they have to kind of go back into the open world itself and just add these like updates so like one of the updates is there's a new traversal mechanic in the game where (laughs) where um 
basically you there's like these little points in the sky where you can like kind of zip to and that makes traveling across like you know like a field a lot quicker a lot easier because there's no mounts or any, anything in Genshin Impact so like if you're running you're running and then if you want to jump to somewhere you can go to a fast travel point so to have these like little traversal points makes moving so much quicker so much easier on top of that there's new wildlife in the game and it's like new wildlife that sounds all right but like one of the things about Genshin that kind of wears on you in the open world is that you see a pig in like one of the opening areas of the game and you see that same pig like miles away from that opening area like there's no biome diversity when it comes to the wildlife it's kind of all the same uh, and like in this new area uh, you get to see say what they, ha they have pigs in all countries sir what are you saying I, I know, point, but like there are I different know, breeds of pigs. In every <laughs> <country>. <laughs> See, like you get you get these pigs, but you also get these pigs, John. <laughs> the reason why there's a Siberian tiger and an Indian tiger, they're exactly. both tigers, but genetic diversity has made them both different to fit in their biomes. Oh my god! What are my tiger? There, <laughs> there was a joke there. I decided not to do it. I, I I'm happy myself that I didn't do it. Um. So yeah, like. This this has been really cool. So when they do updates like this, they give you essentially um, like activities to do. And at the end of one of the activities, you get like one of the new characters that shows up in this game. Um, her name is Chloe. 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 There's an L in there. There's a rogue L in there. So it's Chloe. And like you know, she's cool. I got her. I didn't really play with her because. Where I'm at right now, like my character's a level 90 and you get her at level one, which is annoying because you have to level them up to a certain level just to survive in that world because all the enemies and stuff are like level 80, level 90. So it's annoying to get a new character and be like, all right, well, I got to level this person up just to like have her survive. And so you have to really decide if you want to, you know, play with that character or not. Um, beyond that, they also introduced new environmental puzzles into this game or into this open area. And again, it is so refreshing to play this game because you spend so long just kind of moving through, you know, the current maps of Genshin. So, you know, the different landmarks, you know, like the different kind of puzzles. And like every time they do an update, they add new environmental puzzles to that realm, that to that region that's different from the other regions. So when you go into like Inazuma, they have these like electric style puzzles where it's like you have to match certain things. It's like it's like doing like a circuit board kind of in a way, which is like really cool. So in this in in Sumeru, they have like environment or they have like a field puzzle where you have to almost follow like a maze path to get to the end. It's pretty easy. It's it's one of those things where, you know, kind of similar to Watch Dogs almost. Yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually pretty close to that. Like. It, it just breaks up the, the normal gameplay of like finding an enemy, killing an enemy, get loot and so on and so forth. And it's like everything you do in there is rewarding. So you're always getting stuff. You're always like progressing in some way, which I enjoy. Um, so I wonder if I would get a bunch of shit if I came and log back in. You probably like the thing is, I want to say. I think they do the. um. It if they operate like every other live service gotcha-esque game, you're not going to turn the game on and suddenly have like 
everything they've ever re- uh, released because I they didn't expect that. In term, yeah. Because like most of those systems operate on the idea that you have to log in to claim something. So yeah. the idea would be that if there is currently an event going on of them trying to get, unless they if they have a new player, like answer to the question is no. You probably wouldn't have a lot of stuff there. But if they have a come back to us shit there, you might get some goodies just enough to get you on that teat of I I need to spend more money in this game and or grind this game more. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Final Fantasy still does that. Final Fantasy Eleven is still going on, and I still get emails about Return to Vanadil. Oh wow! So, so yeah, yeah, the the last thing I want to say about Genshin uh, impacts uh, the Sumeru update. Sumeru, Sumeru. Jesus Christ! Uh, this character right here, his his name is Tignati, and for some reason, everyone has so much trouble saying his name, even though in the game. The the main quests are all voiced, so you hear the name of this character multiple times, so you can get the sense of okay, it's Tignati, it's, it's Tignati, it's, it's Tignati. But people just have some a hard people time can't roll their R's, DJ. So some people just can't pronounce certain shit. Yeah, DJ. Some of us are born with lisps. I mean, I you ableist. <laughs> Fuck. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um, yeah, I'm act- I'm having a good time with it. I essentially the reason why I couldn't jump into Destiny Two to play the DLC that they made available to us is because uh, Sumeru came out at the same time as this, and I was like, I I gotta play this, I gotta play this, and like I've been I've been mainlining it. But like I feel like once I get through this and like it kind of calms down, then I'll be able to open myself up back to and play Titanfall two. Of course, of course. Two. They made course. a sequel, Titanfall two. What? What? Lisa. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been the games we have been playing. Uh, and actually, that has been our podcast. Um. This has been Press X Star Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy making it. No, I, I have something to say. Hey, everyone. It's me, Avery Williams, Valorant uh, fanboy number one in this podcast. Do you like 10s? I like 10s, but he's not competing this year. It sucks. Oh, no. That being said, the Valorant Champions Tour, a.k.a. the wrap-up of the year two of the Valorant Champions League the DCT season is happening. It's happening in Turkey. It's going to be lit. It's going to be an in-person event. So if you want to get COVID in Turkey, you can go there, buy tickets. It's going to be so fun. If you're it's a fan, in Turkey? Yeah. Valor has a oh. very prominent Turkish crowd. Uh, one of the, okay, uh, that's pretty cool. If, shout out to Alfayer, aka the demon baby child of Valorant, who I don't know what this kid is eating, but it's fucking... <laughs> 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 When I call this child a demon, he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. But why am I talking about this? Hey, VCT is uh, uh, the Champion Store is starting the 31st. So uh, if you're interested in esports or find my weird tangents to me talking about Valorant or the dumb times I'm watching pro Valorant while we're recording the podcast, because that shit be happening like that sometimes, check it out. It's uh, going on for two, three weeks. Valorant's a fun game. Uh, shout out to my boy from Fnatic, Boaster. I really want you to get a trophy this year. That being said, EU can burn in the fire. I need Optic or 100 Thieves to do something this year. That's all I'm saying. GG's, everyone. <laughs> also, check out Fire Again. 
esports shits on traditional sports in terms of marketing and the video uh for their champions tour 2022 is fucking insane mm. and it needs to get okay. more views so riot makes more money and keeps putting those videos out so i can eventually right. get an arcane but for valorant that could be cool i i really like the art style of the the characters in valorant so i'll be down to watch that even though I know nothing about this story or whatever is happening in Valorant. Dude, I, if you got I'm time, gonna... I can tell you exactly what the story of Valorant is. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that has been our episode of Press X Star Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and most of you enjoyed making it. Don't forget, we did a Gamescom 2022 recap. Recap? Wrap up? Rewrap cap? Cop? Hip hop? Bebop? Uh, yeah, so make sure you check that out. And then make sure you do the whole like liking the subscribing and hitting the notification bell because we need your support. Um, and if you are listening to us, thank you for one. We appreciate it. And then pause this and then go leave us a review because we need that. We need you to do that for us. Um, if you missed any of this, you can find all the details and more. Is that a screwdriver? Yeah. I'm and on, more. I'm on, my, I'm on my Tommy Pickles grind right now. <laughs> <laughs> My door is broken. I need to get out of it. And this is the only way I can. So that was not me. Oh, nope. That was a real Oh, situation. no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's your key to survival right there. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, you can find all details and more on our website at pressx2start.com. Yeah, with that being said, you know, you take care. You be safe. You have a good time and play some video games. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Okay, the story of Valorant is that in our future... <laughs> 